Well, it's so nice to have a full church today for this third Sunday of Advent, so much so that really there's only a few spots that people, as they still trickle in, can come and sit. So uh, it's a wonderful sign that God is doing great things here in our parish. And also, uh, you know, in our, first, or in our gospel, the very first part of it, John says, I have come to testify to the light. And uh, I come today to testify that we have more light in the church. So yesterday we had a team of people that came in and we had scaffolding up and uh, changed uh, all of the light bulbs in the church. Now there are a few spots where we still need to do one more change and um, to, to put in the new fixture. So they still have the old bulbs in just a few spots. So there should be more light in the in the church here, and then also you'll notice up here in the sanctuary, there's a little more light, especially in the dome area. So that was uh, something else that was added, and it was all done through the generosity of an anonymous benefactor. So we're very grateful uh, that uh, to not have that expense uh, for our budget. So very much uh, something we needed as all the light bulbs were starting to burn out. Today is Gaudete Sunday, and it's really the Sunday of rejoicing, and so much so that they allow me to wear rose, which is not my favorite color, but it's supposed to, it's supposed to exude joy from myself, and maybe for a lot of the women out there that love pink or rose, maybe it brings you great joy to see the priest wearing this. And... Uh, the idea of joy, that this is what the Sunday is all about, and we hear it in our readings again and again, rejoice, rejoice. And so that's what we do today, because we know that Christmas is right around the corner, and being the shortest Advent season that we can have, it's literally next weekend, next Saturday, or next Sunday, and next Monday is Christmas Eve and Christmas night. And so there's great joy as we continue to anticipate that. In our culture, in our day and age, really, there's a lack of joy among a lot of different people, and especially of people of my age, of my generation, that there are some statistics that say people my age, for example, are the unhappiest generation to ever walk the planet Earth, that uh, they're just unhappy for various reasons, but yet it seems like since we have everything that we could possibly have, everything at our disposal, that that should cause us great joy. But there's, in a sense, a yearning for something more, something that's unrecognized. People of my generation, of my age, also have rejected faith or belief in God. They don't embrace, really, the teachings of the Lord. And perhaps it's in that very rejection of trying to embrace something that they believe will bring them joy. So rejecting faith because Christianity wants us to live a certain way. So maybe by rejecting it, they think that they'll find joy. But perhaps it's really an embracing the message of the gospel and the message of the Lord that truly we find great joy. That it's not freedom from something, but it's freedom for something. And that's the joy that the Lord brings. And I think we can see it really in the readings that we have at Mass today. They kind of give us a, a portrait, a snapshot of joy. In the first reading, we hear the first mention of the word rejoicing on Gaudete Sunday. I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the joy of my soul. I rejoice heartily because God is in my soul. 
And really that's what happens. That's what we all should be able to say as we come in contact with God, hopefully on a daily basis through our own prayer, but also as we come on Sunday, as we come to the church, that this is an encounter with God. And so this gives us great joy to be here in this place. And that as we give this time to God, we should walk away and hopefully feel that something is different, that God has done something for us as we've been in this place. There's the privileged moment, of course, of joy in the Mass in which we come forward and we receive Holy Communion, the belief that it's truly the body and blood of the Lord. And so that should fill us with great joy as God himself enters into our very being. When I was in Oshkosh, I would celebrate Mass for an order of sisters two days or sometimes three days out of the week. And when I would say Mass, uh, there would be another sister that would come up and help to distribute communion, and I would walk around to all of the infirm, to those who couldn't come up for communion, that they were kind of immobile. And as I would bring communion, there was always one sister who was sitting in one area and kind of in the Alzheimer section. She you know, really lost her mind, didn't really know what was going on. But inevitably, every time that I would go there and I would stand before her and say the body of Christ, she would notice, first say amen, but then a little smile would come on her face. The great joy in what she had in recognizing that her Savior was coming to her, especially in Holy Communion. And so we have that same opportunity for joy today. In our second reading, St. Paul is also uh, talking about joy. He says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all circumstances, give thanks. And so to give joy, especially as we pray to God, as maybe we make petition, as we pray for others, that there is a joy when we see that God has answered our prayer. And of course, if there's a way that we want God to answer our prayer, then there's a great joy when it seems that He has answered in that way, but maybe it takes several months or a year or a few years to realize the joy of an unanswered prayer, of maybe a time that God said no, as you can see God guiding your life and how life would have been different otherwise. There's also a mention, I think, of joy in our uh, second reading today, too, as he talks about refraining from every kind of evil. We know that when we commit evil, when we commit sin, that there's the joy of always returning to the Lord, especially through the sacrament of reconciliation. As a priest who hears confessions, not only in a parish, but also sometimes at the shrine uh, of Our Lady of Good Help, but also uh, I serve sometimes as an auxiliary confessor in Lourdes, France. And there's always a great joy that comes with the fact that someone comes to the sacrament especially if they've been away for many years, that not only are they joyful because God has forgiven them and a weight and a burden has been lifted, but there's also the joy for the priest to be able to stand there in the person of Christ and to welcome that person back. So there's great joy in the forgiveness that we experience. Lastly, in our gospel today, it doesn't say joy, it doesn't say rejoice, but think we can derive it there as John the Baptist says that I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. So there's joy, I think, for John the Baptist, that joy first when he leapt in the womb of his mother, but joy now as he lives his vocation, as he does what God wants for his life, as he follows the Lord, 
And so for all of us, we live our lives and God calls us to do certain things, certain careers. And we know that there's great joy when we're doing what we're meant to do, what it is that God has called us to do. And so to experience and to discover that joy in our daily work and in our daily lives. Some of the happiest people I know in my life are religious sisters, those who have given their life to God, that they exude joy because they know that this is how they're responding to God's call for their life. Today we do call to mind this idea of joy as I wear pink, as we light the rose candle, as we celebrate Gaudete Sunday. And I hope that as we as Christians hear this message of joy, that maybe those on the outside who aren't coming to Mass, who don't have that relationship with God, who are looking for the source of joy, that they'll find it in us and they'll say that I want what we all have.